Welcome to the Well Woman Show, where we interview women executives, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And you're listening to the Well Woman Show, where motivated women achieve fulfillment and well-being. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. Take time for myself by coming to things like Well Woman Drinks. To be accepting of myself no matter what. Step away from judgment as much as possible. You're listening to the Well Women Show. Just, you're going to be in for a good ride. I don't regret anything. Everything I've ever done, I've learned from it, one way or another, good or bad. Being a little bit selfish for yourself, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first and then give what's left. I'm a woman. I would prefer to, to tell my own story. My story, though it's very personal, is universal. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. And now your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hi, Giovanna Rossi here, and welcome to another episode of The Well Woman Show, where I interview women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs about their lives and their road to becoming and being who they are today. Are you at the top of your game professionally, but feeling burned out, or finding it hard to focus on your goals, or unfulfilled personally? Or are you in transition, simply juggling so many things, you find it hard to take care of your own needs? Well, you're not alone. We all need to activate the four universal superpowers. These are the internal strengths and abilities we all already have, but don't use all the time. Superpowers can be cultivated, and they include awareness, intuition, action, and acceptance. Toward the end of the show, in a segment called Superpowers for Success, I ask my guest about her superpowers, and the answers will give you the strength, perspective, and power to live a well-woman life. I'm so happy you're here, so thanks for tuning in. This episode of The Well Woman Show is brought to you by Collective Action Strategies, supporting organizations that support women and families, and by Well Woman Life Movement Challenge Quiz, your resource for living your best life. If you're in burnout or major transition, this is your time to figure out what's holding you back from making the changes you need to make in order to live your fullest, most joyful life. The cause of all of our challenges, personal or professional, can actually be rooted in the lack of internal superpowers and or external supports. Our Well Woman Life Framework tells you which stage of the Well Woman Life Cycle you're in and what to do about it so you can truly live your best life. You can find out more at wellwomanlife.com slash quiz. I'm so thankful for support from Natural Awakenings Magazine in New Mexico, a monthly green healthy lifestyle publication, and for support from High Desert Yoga, promoting optimum physical health, clarity of mind, and spiritual inspiration for all. Hello, hello, well women. As I am recording this, I'm getting ready for Thanksgiving. Here in the U.S., it's uh, Thanksgiving um, holiday this week, and Um, So my kids are off school and my mom just arrived and there's just a lot going on. We have birthdays and all kinds of stuff going on. We're going to go on a little trip after Thanksgiving for the weekend. And um, it occurred to me that there's a lot of stress around this time with people's expectations of themselves and other people's expectations of you during Thanksgiving. Uh, there's this extra stress with, you know, family and what we're supposed to be doing and uh, on a personal level. And then there's the professional stress of like, do I take time off? How do I balance this? Um, And then there's the global stress, which is the issues that arise out of the conversations um, 
from the elections, from politics, from should we, how should we, or should we even be celebrating Thanksgiving and discussions around race, uh, racism. So lots and lots to think about and lots going on. And I just want to remind everyone that when we're talking about being a well woman or living a well woman life, this is not supposed to be the, you know, judgment of a perfect life. Absolutely not. What we're doing here is really living into the reality of being a woman in this time in in our world, in our society, and what all of that means with all of the different backgrounds and experiences that we have, and what we're uniquely bringing to the table as a woman. And being a well woman means um, so many different things. And and it certainly doesn't mean being super healthy and fabulous all the time. In fact, it means embracing the messy and really feeling it and, um, and also really trying, really living intentionally and, and living in the best way that we can, that we have the the goals, you know, based on the goals we have for ourselves. So, and, and not other people's goals. So a lot of it is about ditching other people's expectations and really finding what's true for you and living into that. Um, and there's a lot more. We talk a lot about this, um, all throughout the different shows, but definitely join us in the Facebook group. If you want to, um, share that experience a little bit more with other women, uh, Facebook, um, wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook, join us there. And also you can take our quiz to find out where you are on the well woman life cycle, which is, um, wellwomanlife.com slash quiz. Uh, I'm excited to share with you today an interview with an amazing woman who um, is a world-class athlete, a fitness and wellness expert, TV host, cooking enthusiast. Um, She is a mother of two and Layla Ali is the youngest daughter of late boxing icon Muhammad Ali. She herself is a two-time Hall of Famer and four-time undefeated boxing world champion, whose record includes 24 wins, 21 of which were knockouts, and zero losses. Layla is heralded as the most successful female in, in the history of boxing, of women's boxing, And in 2002, when women's boxing was included in the Olympics for the first time in history, Layla was the first woman in history to provide expert commentary for NBC Sports. This week on the show, Layla and I talk about her life as a boxer, author, and lifestyle expert, as well as her perspective on the pros and cons of being Muhammad Ali's daughter. She also shares about her latest project with the What's Next sweepstakes. And you can head over to wellwomanlife.com slash 143 show for all the links and information about this show, including the link to the What's Next sweepstakes that Layla Ali talks about on the show. Stay tuned for my interview with Layla Ali. I'm speaking with Layla Ali. Welcome to the program. 
Hi, thanks for having me. Um, it's so good to have you on the show. Um, you have so much going on. I want to totally dive into um, your story and who you are and what you're up to now. Uh, but let's just start, first of all, by asking you to share with listeners, who are you in the world today, Layla? Oh, that's always a fun question. Well, I am this. I'll, I guess I think of myself as a mother and a wife, a businesswoman, a former boxing champion, undefeated, 24 and 0 with 21 knockouts, four world titles. And I'm also a fitness and wellness expert. So, um, yeah, got a lot of things going on and a cooking enthusiast. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you have a lot, a lot going on. And so um, on the Well Woman Show, I, I often speak with women who have a lot going on. That's kind of the, the, th- the theme of the show. We have all these women who are, you know, uh, while they're not always moms, a lot of them are moms or at least nurturers in some way, uh, business owners or professionals, and also, you know, leading uh, philanthropic endeavors and all kinds of things. And it seems like you are doing that and then some. Yeah, uh, you're right. We we do all have a whole lot on our plate. Um, and for me, it's just a, ba- it's a matter of finding the balance, always trying to find the balance because we want to be there for everyone and everybody while still pursuing our passions and our goals. So yeah. that's the fun part of life, get, figuring it all out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that is the journey, right? Figuring that part out. And that's actually a, a, a main topic of this show is sort of how do we integrate all of the different aspects of who we are as, as women, as humans, as, you know, people in the world. And um, so what kinds of things do you do to integrate work and life and all your projects and still hold on to who you are? Well, for me, I just try to really always listen to my intuition. And that's one thing that's guided me really well, because we have a lot of people around us with opinions and their voice in our ear. And you can get swayed one way or the other. So I really like to stay grounded and listen to what's, you know, in my own heart. And like I said, with my intuition. So that really is my compass um, because so many different opportunities do come up, especially as an entrepreneur. And you can talk yourself into why you should do this and why this would help something else you're trying to do. And, you know, this is a great strategy. And then you just find yourself overwhelmed um, and trying to be kind of spreading yourself too thin. So for me, at least I do. So for me, I've been really... Um, you know, over the past year or two, really trying to kind of lean out um, all the things on my to-do list so that I can have more quality over quantity. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so important. So I love that you brought up intuition because intuition is one of the four superpowers that I talk a lot about on the Well Woman Show um, because it is so important as high achieving women, we're going, going, going. And a lot of times we go into burnout, right? Um, And then we tend to go from burnout right into like, what action can I take? Let me, you know, let me do more. Let me fix this. And really what I talk about is slowing down and and going into that inner wisdom space, that intuition space to really, really connect with yourself and figure out what your next move is. So how do you tap into your intuition? Because I think that is a challenge for people. It It is a challenge because sometimes we just don't know what it sounds like or we don't listen to the signs, or we're not confident enough to trust ourselves and our feelings, right? Um, So for me, it really comes down to just being quiet 
and learning from my mistakes, you know, and that's how I really learned to listen to my intuition. Cause you, you know, someone would be like, well, what is intuition? You know, what is it? Cause we have a lot of chatter in our own minds, right. And a lot of, you know, thoughts in our own heads that can be confusing and, um, you know, come from, um, lack of confidence a lot of the time or just being sure. So for me, it was just about looking at some of the times I made mistakes and I didn't listen to myself and I, I had the answer, you know, and I said, I, you know, I really should do this or I really think that I shouldn't trust this person or this isn't the right relationship for me or whatever it may be. Um, and you did it anyway and you went against that feeling that you had that was not listening to your intuition, you know. So for me um, now, I'll say, you know, I'm just going to take a chance. And that first thought or that first feeling I get, you start with something small. You know, there's not some life changing um, decision that you need to make and see, you know, if you just trust yourself and see how things turn out, you know. So it's just really, you know, about trying to really get down to the bottom of that first feeling, you, you know, you get to guide you. That, yeah. that side of you. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that's that's such a great example of how to test it out and how mm-hmm. to learn from your past um you know, past decisions that where you haven't listened. And we've all done that where we, where we, we, we ignore that little voice and it's like, Oh, I wish I hadn't done that. I tell you what, I tell you what irritates me the most is when I don't listen to myself and I listen to somebody else instead, like, you know, and then you end up doing the wrong thing. I'm like, man, I had the answer, you know? So, but I mean, that's, you you can't get on yourself about that either because you're supposed to have people around you that you can trust and that you can ask opinions because you're not always going to just go off of it yourself. So that's why it's just as important to surround yourself with people that you can trust who have your best interests in heart, you know, and have had a lot of experiences on their own that might be, have a little more wisdom than you. So that when you're not sure, you can at least get that to go run that by someone else and say, here, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? You know, but ultimately now I always, you know, even if I have that conversation with someone that I trust this in my little group, if I don't, if they can't convince me, you know, they don't say something that makes me agree and say, you know what, you're right. Then I'll still go with what I feel over what they say at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that's such a good point because uh, we do need to surround ourselves with mm-hmm. strategists and, and, you know, really, look at the research and the data and and look at those factual, you know, strategic moves. But at the end of the day, uh, it's got to feel right. And do you think that's a particularly feminine thing? Or is it something that um, everybody could could be tapping into, but they just don't? Um, I think I would say that, you know, it would make sense for everyone to have an intuition because we all have to live this life and we all have to be able to trust ourselves. So I would say just from what I know about life and spirituality and balance and people, we should all be able to listen to our intuition. I think that, um, you know, as women, we're just more sensitive to certain things and other people's feelings that I think a lot of times that'll get in the way. Mm. Layla, I want to turn to the topic of identity because I think for women, we, we have these labels and these titles and you know, we're a mom or we're this or we're that. And we, we get really attached to those identities uh, because they define us. And um, you in particular, with such a famous dad, Muhammad Ali, such a, a American hero, really. Um, how did you navigate that growing up and then becoming your own woman? Well, thank God I was born with this desire to find my own path to be myself as something that was just inherent inside of me. Um, so I never 
really had trouble struggling to, um, you know, try to get away from <clears throat> my father's shadow. So I'm so proud of who my father is and the fact that I have, you know, that same DNA, you know, that I, I have no problem always being connected to him. But at the same time, you know, when I, when I lay my head down to rest or when I wake up in the morning, I'm not thinking about my dad and what's that going to do for me today? You know, if I think about what am I going to do for me today? So, you know, it just came really natural to me. So I, for example, going into boxing, I mean, here I am going right into what my father did, right? So I knew I was going to be compared to him and that was going to be like an uphill battle if I let it to be one. Um, so I, I realized early on, had to sat myself down, had the conversation with myself, like, I'm not going to try to be like my dad. I'm not going to try to box like my dad. I'm not going to allow anybody to encourage me to be like my dad. For example, if anyone knows Muhammad Ali, calling out rounds, doing the rope-a-dope, just his whole demeanor as a fighter. Like People a lot of times ask me, are you going to do this? Are you going to do that like your dad? And I'm like, no, I'm not. Because I was like, first of all, if I start that, even for fun, you know, to get a kick out of it, then when am I ever going to be able to stop? So I had to really create that boundary early on. Like I'm not Muhammad Ali, I'm Layla Ali, and you can expect something totally different. Now you may see some resemblance. You may see some similar things that remind you of my dad because I am his daughter, but it's nothing that I premeditate or think about doing. It just comes out that way. And that's fine. Yeah. And you have yourself broken some records and boundaries as, as a woman in sports and an athlete. And in particular, in 2012, when women's boxing was included in the Olympics for the first time in history, you were the first woman to provide expert commentary for NBC Sports. What was that experience like? It was fun. It was, it was an honor to be one of the first, um, and hopefully there'll be many more after me. Um, you know, I didn't have the opportunity to, to box in the Olympics because, like you said, women's boxing wasn't available in the Olympics. So that was something that saddened me. So it was nice to be able to see uh, women have the opportunity to fight for their country on that level. And then, of course, get that exposure, which in turn would help females, um, you know, if they decide they want to go pro and give them that that exposure that they need to kind of take things to the next level. So it was really nice to have been able to be a part of it, even though I couldn't participate. <laughs> yeah, right. So you've seen firsthand some of these issues of gender equality as an athlete. And, and I know you've done a lot of work on Title IX, which is the um, law that helps include uh, girls in sports. How important is gender equality to you and, and really working on that? And, and is it something that you're still doing? I was um, a past president of the Women's Sports Foundation, which is Billie Jean King's organization. You mentioned, you know, she does a lot of work to uphold Title IX and just kind of empower women and girls through sports and physical activity. Um, and so, yeah, that's always going to be important to me. I am a one of someone that wants all people to be happy. You know, if, if, it, was the, if it was the other way around and women you know, we're, we're giving, getting everything handed to them and men were having trouble, I'd be helping fight with the men. You know, I just believe that everybody should have the same opportunities regardless of their color, religion, their socioeconomic status. So um, I am a woman. I happen to be a very strong woman. So, of course, I'm going to stand with women, but I'm not um, I'm really for like all people. That's how I feel. So whenever there whenever there's a fight, you know, they tend to call me because I like to be down with the cause. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Yeah, we want to see women. It's so important um, for for women to 
I mean, we all know, I think everyone, there's no argument there that women are pretty much like the backbone of society when it comes to nurturing and, and raising children and working and all the things that we do. We, we wear so many hats. So, of course, it would be in everyone's best interest to have strong women. Yeah, I mean, and that's, I think, the misconception about gender equality right now is that it doesn't mean that if you if women get more equality, men get less. It's it's yeah. not it's not a zero sum game, right? It's like uh, no, exactly. we, we, we need all, balance. Right? We need balance in all areas and every, all over the place. You know, when it comes to race, religion, you know, like I said, sex, everything. We just need the balance there. Yeah. We don't need anyone. We don't need anyone being held down. And unfortunately, systematically, things have been set in place to hold people down, and that's where the problem comes in. Mm. Layla, I want to ask you about what you're working on now. What are you excited about and what are you what, what are you doing? I know you have a program called What's Next. Can you talk about that and anything else that you're excited about? Sure, I'll talk about that first. I'm super excited about the What Next What's Next sweepstakes, um, which is for fans to enter for a chance to win a trip to LA along with a guest to attend the live taping of Dancing with the Stars in spring 2019. And uh, obviously I competed on Dancing with the Stars. And when I was asked to be a part of the sweepstakes, I thought it was absolutely perfect because I think I definitely stand for someone who's been through a lot of different phases publicly, right? And there's always something next for me. So I remember when I did Dancing with the Stars, I had just retired from boxing and that was the first thing I did. And for me, it was strategic. You know, when I first got the call, I was like, oh no, I don't want to do that. You know, I've never danced before. I don't want to dance live. It was kind of scary to me, but then I thought, you know what? this will be a great opportunity to show the world a different side of myself so that I can, it'll help catapult me into the other things that I really want to do faster by changing this image of myself. Cause I had gotten myself into this box of just being the boxer. So I was felt limited. Um, so I had to push past my comfort zone and face my fear and go on the show. And, um, you know, and it was, it was successful for me in the sense that I went to the finals and also that I accomplished what my personal goal was. And that was to extend my platform and then from there, I've gone on to TV hosting and to being a fitness and wellness expert and to cooking enthusiast and, you know, all the different things that I'm that I'm doing now. So I think it's just really a cool message behind the sweepstakes because we all have to face what's next, whether it's becoming a parent or, you know, going off on your own to start your own business or, you know, getting older, whatever it is, just kind of embracing what's next. Yeah. And it really sort of provides a space to think about and plan and set goals. And, and I think that's really great for younger people. It's good for any age, I guess, but I, I feel like young girls and boys, you know, really could use some support to think about their future. Definitely. I mean, right now with social media and TV and the way things are, these, the, the kids of today are definitely being raised and have a different outlook on life um, than some of us have. You know what I mean? <laughs> from the generations before. So um, I'm still trying to I'm still trying to, uh, you know, tweak my mind so that I can, um, you know, resonate with them in my messaging. But I think one thing, um, you know, they do need to understand is you're not always going to be young and it's not always going to be right now what's happening in the moment and that you do have to think about your future. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. I get my messaging from my kids. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. I, I, my- yeah. I ask them and, and then they tell me, you know, all the cool words at school right now. And I'm like, okay, that's where we're oh, headed. My- uh, yeah, my my kids are seven and ten, so I have a ways to go. But yeah, my son is starting to look at me now, and I'll say certain things to him, and I'm trying to use reverse psychology. He's like, "Really, mom?" And I'm like, "Oh God, I gotta get, I gotta get, 
I got to get a little slicker with, with my lessons, you know, because he's starting to catch on to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's funny. Mine are six and nine. So we're same age, oh, same right. age range. But still, you get these little hints of like, what's cool at school, you know? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. So funny. Um, okay, so listeners can go to winwhatsnext.com to find out more information about this sweepstakes that Layla Ali is involved in. And um, Layla, I want to ask you, um, what, uh, what is, I mean, we talked about the what's next sweepstakes, but what is next for you? Is there something next? And like, what would be the ultimate goal for you, for your life, for your, you know, for your career? I've always been an entrepreneur. Before I started boxing, I had uh, my own nail salon and business by the time I was 18. And I started that, you know, building up a clientele and subleasing space and being so young, having all of that um, responsibility. But I loved it. I'm the same way now. So right now I'm in the process of um, coming out with my own nutrition supplement line. So I'm working on that. And I'm also doing um, some spice blends that are like an extension of my cookbook, Food for Life, which released in January. So I really want to um, take Leilali Lifestyle Brand to the next level and start doing consumer products that are you know good for you, organic, non-GMO, things that you can feel good about using and that will help enhance your life and help you be the best that you can be. So um, that's really what my focus is. And uh, just think of, uh, say, like a Martha Stewart. <laughs> that would be my ultimate goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, when you say an entrepreneur, do you have a, a team around you that helps you develop all of these things all the time? Or do you create a different team for each project? Like, how, it's a, how do you operate? I mix it up. So I have my team that's always there, you know, uh, just with everything that I do. But then a lot of times I'll have to add to the team. So I'm very hands on, more hands on than most people would, um, you know, expect. Um, you know, people get phone calls from me and they're like, uh, this is actually Layla. I'm like, yes, you know, because I like to just kind of get into the nitty gritty of it. But like, you know, if I, if I say, for example, with the uh, nutrition line, um, you know, if you're dealing with something I've never dealt with before, which is l creating labels, um, you know, and then having to do nutritional labels, then I have to first assess what I'm going to need and who I'm going to need to add to my team. And sometimes it might be temporary. You know, I might have to hire a company to, to handle some branding, some branding strategy or co um, content strategy, you know, all of that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I definitely have to make changes along the way. Okay, Layla, we're going into the segment called Superpowers for Success. So I want to ask you a few questions, and your answers will help listeners really identify some strategies for their own lives. And the first question for you is, what does success in life mean for you? Success in life would mean, for me, it's about doing what I love and what I have a passion for and being able to make a living doing it while still being a full-time mom to my kids. That's for me, you know, because a lot of times um, I think we feel like we have to choose one or the other. Um, you know, if you're really, really like this boss businesswoman and you're handling things, you're traveling all the time and then you, you know, somebody's going to um, take the back seat there. So for me, it's really about finding that balance. And it's not easy to do. And what does your partner do? Like, does he or yeah, your your husband? What what does he do? And is he involved in the business in your business? 
My husband um, used to play in the NFL. Uh, his name is Curtis Conway. He's been retired for a long time, I guess back in 2006. And he is currently doing some TV um, commentating on football uh, for the Pac-12 network and sometimes NFL network. Um, but yeah, he really is still in the process of figuring out what exactly he wants to do. That's something athletes go through is saying, okay, you know, you have all these different opportunities, you're keeping yourself busy, you're doing a little training here, a little TV there, but what is that thing that's really going to sustain me and get me excited? You know, because we loved to, to I love to box. He loved to play football. It didn't feel like a job. Um, so then that's kind of that feeling that we you're, we're both chasing. But yeah, he's going to be involved with the nutrition product for sure. Mm. And how about the transition to parenting for you both? Are you really involved in like, picking kids up from school and all, all the stuff or do you get help with that <laughs> I don't have a nanny so yeah I'm super involved everything yeah my husband and I um we we work it together so for example I'm shooting I host a show called um, homemade simple on own and we shoot once a year for like 11 weeks and I literally we know okay mom's going to be shooting five days a week I usually leave the house I'm out of the house by 6 a.m I don't come back till like 7 p.m so during those 11 weeks my husband's getting the kids up and packing lunch and you know doing hair and dropping and picking kids up from school but when I'm not working and I'm home and, I, and I'm not traveling for speaking or something like that, then, you know, I do breakfast. I, I do my daughter's hair. He drops the kids off and then I pick them up, you know, and then if things come up, I'm like, babe, I need you to pick up the kids today. And then every once in a while. Yeah. And then there's soccer practice. You know, I'm, I'm at soccer practice. I'm at, you know, the grocery store, literally like that's that's me. Like they know me in my neighborhood. But um, when something does come up then yeah, if one of us can't do it, then we'll get my mom or a friend or, you know, every once in a while I'll have to have a nanny. But that's I think I kind of overcompensate in that area because I grew up with mainly nannies and I didn't want that for my kids. I actually want to raise my own kids. So that is super important to me because I remember having conversations and people saying things to me that shaped the way I looked at my life and other people that can never be taken. I mean, I, I shouldn't say can never be, but I, that I lived with for a long time that my parents weren't even aware of something someone said to me that got to my head, you know, and I don't, I want to reduce those moments as many as possible for my children. <laughs> yeah, I know. We always want to do that, you know, do things differently, right. Than the, the way we. Exactly. Um, Layla, when did you know you were really good at what you do? Hmm. Well, let's see. What, what, what thing are we talking about? Let's say boxing, for example. Boxing um, was, I wasn't an athlete growing up. I didn't participate in sports. A lot of people were surprised to hear that. Um, saw boxing on television for the first time and wanted to do it and couldn't believe that, meaning women's boxing on television for the first time when I was about 17. And I didn't know that it was available or a possibility for me. So being that I wasn't an athlete, yeah, exactly. So this is Muhammad Ali's daughter. But of course, women's boxing didn't get exposure. So when I saw it, I immediately wanted to do it and was excited. But then I started, you know, then the fear sat in and thinking, well, I'm not an athlete. And how would I be able to do it? You know, so a whole year passed before I actually got up the nerve to go to the gym and say, let me just see if I have any natural talent, because I do not want to embarrass myself or my father. So I started training in the evening. And, you know, of course, you have to rely on what others think at that point, the experts that are in the gym and they were like, Oh wow, you're strong. Wow. You have good footwork. You know, so I built up competence. And then of course I could compare myself 
to others that I saw. And then just the way that it felt, it felt good. And then of course I believe in my DNA and I believe in, you know, everything happening happening for a reason, the way it's supposed to, and it just all came together. And then of course, when you start winning and knocking people out, you know, that's really going to put a stamp on it. So, <laughs> you know, you start, finding, you start finding that success, like, Oh, okay, this is real. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I mean, it started in the gym before I went into the actual ring to prove to myself and being able to win in the gym, you know? So, um, that was, that was how I did that. And like I said, it really comes down to usually if you love something, you know, and you're willing to, um, get better at it and not just kind of drink your own Kool-Aid, but kind of, like I said, have that team around you that you trust. Cause there's people that I know that think they can cook and nobody else likes their food. You know what I mean? <laughs> but they're like, no, I can cook. I'm like, I get that you technically know how to bake a cake, but it probably, you know, it might not be the best, you know? So for me, I'm always trying to be the, like really, really good at what I do. So I'm, I'm always wanting feedback and I always want to get better. So that's, that's, that's what I try to do. Okay. And Layla, what's a personal habit that contributes to your well-being? personal well-being um you mean my overall well-being yeah um listening to my body um you know really being in tune with how I feel um whether it's emotional you know if something's bothering me um you know I get down to the root of it and if I need to have a conversation with someone um to get something off my chest even if it's going to be uncomfortable um you know I'll, I'll do that because I understand that you know it's just only harming me to let it sit so that's something that um, I think that is a habit of mine is just being very um, transparent and upfront and very clear on how I feel um, and not being afraid to let people go, you know, let people go out of my life. You know, if it doesn't work, if, if, if it's relationships shouldn't be hard work, you know, um, or one sided. And I'm really clear on that. So I think that has definitely contributed to my overall well-being is just keeping my core group pretty small. And like I said, quality over quantity. Mm, I love that. What superpower did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time? Ooh, that's a hard one. I think I have a superpower to help heal, heal others. Um, and I had a friend of mine who, who brought that to my attention she just said, you know, she's always like, you're like an angel. Whenever you come around, I just feel better. Or, you know, when she's going through something or one time she was in the hospital and she almost lost her life and I came and she said, you don't understand. Like as soon as you came, I healed me and I started feeling better. I'm like, girl, you're crazy. What are you talking about? You know? And then, um, I've, I've been able to, I've heard that from other people and have seen it myself. So I think just that energy that's there is really strong and is positive can really, um, help heal others. If you, if you're aware of it and you know, if you, if for me being aware of it and intentionally going in with a purpose to help heal someone, whether it be emotionally or physically, um, just using that energy in that way. So that's definitely a superpower. Yeah, I would say, um, what advice would you give your 25 year old self? (laughs) Slow down, take a moment, take a moment to just, Remember what I said about about teens and the kids needing to understand that it's not all about this moment and they need to think about the future. I was over just overly thinking about the future that I kind of miss some of the moments, you know, um, wanting to just always just so responsible, had so much ambition that I didn't I didn't have as much fun as I should have when I was younger, before I had children, before I got married. 
Um, I, you know, being an athlete and, and wanting to be the absolute best and knowing that I needed to rest and I needed to kind of, um, you know, I wasn't hanging out and partying and traveling and, and doing all that. I was just like so focused on, on work, you know, boxing <clears throat> that I missed out. So even just traveling to the countries I fought in, you know, South Africa and Europe and, <clears throat> excuse me, Japan, I'm sorry, not Japan, China, um, <clears throat> not taking in the sights, you know, just kind of being in and out, just there focused on the fight in my, in my hotel room. So just things like that. Yeah. So I would have, I would have said, girl, have some fun, let loose, you know, loosen up. <laughs> and do you think you're taking that advice now? Um, I'm working on it. Um, I have really been working on it. Um, it's just, it's, it's much harder, you know, it's tougher when you have kids yeah. because they come first and you know how that is. It's just like, you know, it's like I wait until my kids go to bed, you know, at nine o'clock and then I'm like, okay, what, what now, what else do I have to do? And then I'm like, I want to be, I want to just hop in the bed and get my rest. But then I usually don't get in the bed till 11 after I go around and clean up and make sure that homework's back in the backpacks and everything's done and, you know, take care of everybody else. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely doing it. I'm thinking about it more and being conscious of it, but it's definitely not as easy as when you were young and didn't have all the responsibility. Yeah, right. Uh, those young people should do it now. Do it while you yeah. can. <laughs> yeah. Sleep and sleep while you can. Get your rest too. <laughs> right, because you don't know what tired it is until you have kids. Exactly. <laughs> that's what. We, what's what moms? That's what the first thing we ask, like parents, like, "Oh, do you have kids?" And people say, "No." You just already know. Okay, they don't don't quite understand. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Um, okay, what is your greatest challenge right now? Uh, honestly, the greatest challenge is just, like I said, finding that balance. Um, it's an ongoing struggle for me, um, to, um, keep that to-do list down, not to be hard on myself when I don't get everything done and, you know, making sure that I take time for my marriage and my relationship with my husband, because a lot of times he really will come last, you know, and that's, that's, that's going to be a problem long run. So we, we always, I always have to remember that, you know, once the kids move out and they're gone, who's it going to be left here, me and my husband, and we want to make sure we keep our relationship strong. So yeah. just like I said, that's one more of the things that I have to try to find balance with, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, we're wrapping things up. I have two more quick questions for you. We kind of talked about this already, but this is a more direct question. Do you, do you identify as a feminist? Uh, no, I don't. Not that I, I mean, I just, that's just not a label that I put on myself. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and being that the feminists that I know, I'm not really like them. I don't really think so much like them. Like I said, I'm more for everybody. So I would hate to, to uh, say that, but I'm definitely feminine. I definitely love women. I love everything about us and everything about myself. And I wouldn't change it for the world. I wouldn't want to be anything but you know, a woman, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't label myself that. Yeah. Um, and then last question, what are you reading right now, Layla? What's on your nightstand? I just got finished reading an amazing book that I would definitely recommend to all parents to read. And I'm, well, I'm reading the second part of it, the second book now, but it's whole brain child. Um, really love it because it just helped me kind of understand, um, my kids and just when it comes to like discipline, disciplining them, um, and making sure that I'm, I'm on the right track. My daughter can tend to be, tend to be, um, pretty, 
pretty challenging. So, <laughs> but it's opened my mind up. So yeah, whole brain child. Okay. Awesome. Layla, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I just want to mention one more time, people are interested in the what's next sweepstakes. They can go to winwhatsnext.com and they can enter up until November 25th, 2018. So make sure they get in there before okay. it's over. Yeah. And we'll definitely put that on, uh, put that link in the show notes with the deadline and everything and link to your, um, uh, to, to that website and, and all the other things that we talked about today that you'll find the links in the show notes at wellwomanlife.com. And again, thank you so much, Layla Ali. Thanks for having me on. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your well woman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join us. Our monthly live event, Well Woman Drinks, brings women together to share our successes and challenges as women, leaders, moms, aunts, sisters, and all the other roles we carry. If you'd like to attend a Well Woman Drinks near you, or if there isn't one in your city yet and you'd like to start one, email info at wellwomanlife.com. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment and subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening today, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.